You're listening to the Sill Podcast, perspectives on art and technology with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Episode 13, Temporary versus Permanent. It's now or ever. There are places I remember all my life, though some have Harry, would you agree that the only thing constant in this world is change? Well, I say the only thing that's constant is cliches like that. (laughs) 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 We get that all the time. Uh, But yes, I mean, ultimately, yes, uh, change is constant. Uh, Life is a dance that never stops. Who's doing the cliches here? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Life is just a bowl of cherries that that, that keep jiggling and moving. I think that's something Tarzan said. Tarzan said, yeah, Yeah. me, Jay, and you, Cherry. (laughs) Anyway. (sighs) Yeah, so we were talking about this whole uh, temporary versus permanent thing, and we also put the phrase of uh, immediate versus legacy. Right. Um, Which means what to you? Immediate to me means right now, and the legacy means what am I going to leave? That implies that there is a future to leave something to. It implies a certain kind of optimism to have that feeling of a legacy, no? Yes, that's true. I guess it's kind of like a permanent within the temporary. I mean, I'm gone, but someone else is replacing me or someone's coming up from behind. Yeah, you're trusting that there's a future. You're envisioning a future where people will live and grow and carry on and maybe use something that you've uh, given to the world to positive effect, yeah. That's true. That's very true, yeah. And and even that, um, bringing it down to human terms, everyday life, with what you do, with what I do, and and people in general. So, for example, I would view temporary and permanent from the perspective of joy. Uh, I'll explain. Okay. So there's usually what I refer to as what most people aspire to, which is happiness, right? Most of us aspire to be happy, which usually means being relatively relaxed, stress-free. That's kind of an aspiration. And then in some form, that's our way of seeking joy. Right. But joy to me has a couple of parts to it. There's what I call temporary joy and permanent joy. So you might ask, where's the permanent if everything is temporary? Right. Permanent in terms of while I'm here. While you're here temporarily. While I'm here temporarily. That's right. That's right. Uh Or temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. One of the two. Right. But so what I mean by that is, so for example, we have things like cars, jewelry, food. Uh, These are kind of desires and needs, but they're, they're all temporary. We eat for sustenance, but it's temporary. Cars, jewelry, they give us a certain amount of joy, but it's temporary. Mm-hmm. And then there's another kind of temporary, which I would perhaps express in terms of New Year's resolution, 
what you gain from a vacation experience, mm -hmm. which is also wonderful, but it's also temporary because typically what happens is when you go on a vacation, you come back and you're still dealing with the same things you were dealing with before you went on that vacation. Sure. Which leads me to what I refer to as the permanent, the permanent within the temporary, meaning what is it that really gives me that kind of even keel satisfaction for me? And I think for many others, it would be that whole family relationship. Mm -hmm. That's where you get your permanence, if I can use that expression. In relationships. In relationships. In relationships, the love you have for your children and those really good friendships that you have that are not all about just entertainment and joyous occasions, but they kind of serve you in all parts of your life, including the difficult times and so on and so forth. Those are the things that really give us what I would call a more permanent joy. On the I other hand, of course, you could also walk around with a permanent scowl on your face through your lifetime, yeah. and that's permanency within temporality. Yes. <laughs> so whether it's joy or whatever people can can latch on to any sort of worldview that will be kind of consistent in them mm -hmm. and will be kind of permanent through the run of their life. But, you know, I th really think, you know, permanency, we really have to talk beyond our lifetimes because you talked about legacy and that's beyond our lifetimes. Yeah. And the thing is, what is permanent beyond our lifetime other than the world will probably carry on after we're gone? How long the world will carry on? We don't rightly know, mm -hmm. and we're so tiny and insignificant in terms of how much time we've been around that that seems like an infinite amount of time when it actually isn't an infinite amount of time. Relatively speaking, it's not. Right. So when you strip away everything that is temporary that we experience that comes and goes and comes and goes, including our lives, what is left, including the planet, what is left that is permanent? Nothing comes immediately to my mind. Because we're not particularly religious types, you and I. Ask a religious type, and they will tell you that, well, God or Allah or whoever their God's name is mm -hmm. has been around forever and will be around forever, and it's essentially overseeing the circus, yeah. right? Okay. And that's where they find permanence in their lives, and it gives people a kind of comfort Right, but the permanence is still within the context of their life here and now, but that is also temporary because they themselves know they're not going to be here forever. No, but their God is, you see. Right. That's, and they're s secure in the knowledge that that God is always and ever going to be here and never was. So they operate in a world that is very temporary all around them and inside of them, but with this kind of uh, tethered to a, a certainty of an absolute okay. future. Well, which, in a sense, what you're saying then, it's going to affect the way they approach the world because, in their mind, their existence is really more permanent than the way you or I think about it. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah and I agree with that. And that's really where I'd like to go even with this conversation is to connect it back to our daily life and what we experience here. So basically, if I understood you correctly, what you're saying is how we view the world, how we act, what we give importance to, will be largely determined by those beliefs that you alluded to. Sure. If you ask a scientist, they'll tell you that what's permanent are the laws of nature, the laws of the universe that apply everywhere. Now, the scientist is saying that in partial ignorance because beyond a certain point away from planet Earth, we've never ventured. We don't know mm -hmm. that those laws 
are true for the entire universe. Whether right? they apply even. They may not apply mm-hmm. X number of light years away, you know, but the scientist, like the religious person, is firm in their conviction that these laws are immutable and permanent and hold across all space and time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. Personally, I aspire more to the kind of Buddhist view. Even though I was born raised Roman Catholic, I don't really give too much weight to that part of my upbringing. I do believe in that fact that nothing really is permanent yeah. and that life is constantly changing, evolving. <laughs> like the rabbi says, a person comes up to the rabbi and says, I've got this decision I have to make. Uh, can you help me decide which way to go on that? Yeah. The rabbi says, sure, um, no matter which decision you decide upon, you're going to regret it. Uh, So, and temporality is like that, you know, you go in one direction and you like to think it's going to last somehow, your relationship, your job, the way you feel about yourself and your children or whatever, and then that changes and you go, wait a minute, how does this, how has this all changed? What are those permanent things that we tend as humans to seek in a temporary life. We seek money, we seek cars, we seek houses. They're all temporary. They're all temporary, but we don't treat them as such. We give them a lot of importance, uh, status, things as you once said in a podcast way back, you can't take those things with you. Yeah, and so the point is that when you lose those things, which we inevitably do at some point, and we lose all of our temporary things, what's left that is permanent our experience of those things, our memories, the love we brought to the situations, the joy we might have Mm -hmm. taken from those that we can constantly re-experience and relive. All intangible, but all permanent within the temporary life you're talking about, Mm -hmm. right? So it brings us back to the beginning, your sort of counter-logical, counter-intuitive statement of the permanency within the temporary. We are kind of contradictory beings that way. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) Changing. Changing. (laughs) If you take that perspective of change, this too will get better. Even the worst situation is one that you can come out of. Yeah, on the other hand, it's crazy making because everything is changing so rapidly. And if we bring technology into it, technology in many ways has kind of informed and accelerated the amount of change that we experience by virtue of all the information that we receive every day, it feels like things are shifting and changing all the time. Like uh, pseudo-permanence? Yeah. I mean, the only thing permanent in that picture, in that scenario, is the technology that keeps pumping out the info. So trying to negotiate a world that seems like it's constantly changing and so temporary in every way, shape, or form is difficult unless you somehow either become religious and latch onto some kind of permanent being or scientific and latch onto the scientific method. Which, which technology in some ways has become for some people, it is the new religion. Sure. Or you latch on to, I don't know, yoga or something else you do regularly, which is a thread of permanence in your life. Even in the arts, an artist secretly, I would suspect, hopes that their artwork will live on through time. It may be for a thousand years, but still, overall, it's temporary. Sure, Shakespeare's going to be at some point pushed to the side and not revered, perhaps, quite as much Mm -hmm. as he is now. Right. 
I think there is permanence within a temporary existence. There, there is, you know, like right now, even though it's temporary, I have my day-to-day life, which I kind of put in a permanent container in a sense that tomorrow may change, but the basic things aren't probably going to change that much in 24 hours. But they could. They could. Right. But I don't live that way. But I'm not actually living like every moment's my last, because if I was actually living like every moment's my last, I would not make a lot of the same decisions that I make but on a daily basis. But it basis. doesn't matter because every moment could be your last, no matter what decisions you make or how you live your I life. I agree. It doesn't I, really matter. I agree it doesn't right? matter, but I'm talking about how it affects the way I think, act, and respond to situations. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what I'm concerned with. If I'm thinking that I'm here on a temporary basis, how am I responding to day-to-day stresses or day-to-day challenges? Am I taking a different approach with them? Am I finding any peace in the fact that this is all temporary? Am I making choices that way? For example, I want to get together with some friends. If I take a temporary approach and really believe that this could be my last day or last hour, I'm not going to be too concerned with the particulars around that getting together. I'm not going to be too concerned about what tablecloth I have or what dishes I have. If it's your last hour? If it's my last hour, right? I mean, if my thinking is in terms of I should enjoy every moment because I don't know when it will be my last, I would not be as concerned with a lot of particulars that we are concerned with on a day-to-day basis, right? I might send back the hamburger and get the filet mignon if it's my last moment, frankly. Right. Might as well enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah, I know. You see what I'm saying, though, even about everyday things, the things that like planning to get together and... Planning to do this and planning to do that as if you are going to be here three weeks from now or a month from now as opposed to... Yeah, we focus on the petty things because we forget things are temporary. Mm -hmm. We're temporary Mm -hmm. in the world in a way. Yeah, that's why I was saying before, depending on which approach you take, whether you're thinking that everything is really temporary. If you really believe that Mm -hmm. and you internalize that, you will change the way you function on a day-to-day basis. But the world may not change. Right. Um, I agree with that. uh, Yeah. I mean, governments, for example, operate under the illusion that things will just carry on in the way they do. That Mm -hmm. systems will function properly and normally. The governance of the nation will happen in the way it should. There'll be elections, yes, and democracy will carry on as it does. Not aware that democracy can change on a dime the way it has a year ago. When uh, Trump was elected president, Mm -hmm. democracy has changed fundamentally. How do you see it, Harry? Well, I think it's been blown out of the water, frankly, that the whole illusion of American, especially democracy, is being shown to be just that, an illusion, really. Because a democracy has to be based upon an electorate that understands what is going on, that can see goodness, so to speak, can, can, can see ethical people for who they are and then put their vote in that direction. But Americans, many of them, really didn't see that at all on both sides of the, of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so we have a kind of pseudo-democracy right now run by a man who has no democratic bones in his body at all to speak of. Dangerous situation. Very dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. I basically agree with you. 
And do you think even what we're talking about, for example, temporary versus permanent, do you think that if you were to take that approach, even when you're examining American democracy, can you see the influence of either of those? Well, sure, because this period will be temporary as well. In 10 years' time, we'll be looking back at this, if we're still alive, and trying to analyze what happened, because things will be different again. So I think if you understand things are temporary, you trust that you're not going to be stuck in the same place uh, Mm -hmm. nationally for long, because everything shifts, the world shifts, 9-11 happens, and the whole world changes fundamentally, which it did. I think you'd probably agree with me that these people you work with and people I've met of that age or older, their body may be kind of falling apart in different ways, but mentally, in terms of their consciousness, their spirit, they're very alive and very present, which implies that the time scale that our bodies are working with is different from the time scale that our inner life mm-hmm. works with. So the inner life feels a lot more permanent, you know what I mean? Yes. That can live for a long time. And there are these uh, spiritual traditions where when the body dies, supposedly the spirit lives on, incarnates again, the Hindu tradition, mm-hmm. and then you live another lifetime and then another lifetime, hundreds of lifetimes. And that's a kind of spirituality of permanence of the human spirit. The result of this multiple lifetime idea is that the way you act in the world has consequences that can reverberate in further down the line after your death. So that would change the way you act in the world as well. If you realize that karma was an actual real thing, not just an idea, you would change the way you you treated people, the way you treated your spouse, right? Absolutely. Um, So, which is interesting because you're saying too that when you think that the world is temporary and you take that attitude, it'll change you in the same way. You treat people differently. You won't be as caught up in the petty things. Mm -hmm. If you take a very loose, everything is temporary approach, you're not looking as much at the effect of what you're doing because you're thinking everything is temporary so that it doesn't matter as much doesn't matter as much. Yeah, so to then speak. If you do, then if you treat it how? If you treat it temporary, but you do it with greater responsibility. In other words, you don't completely detach yourself from the outcome of everything that you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, I mean, it's a delicate dance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. you know, say you're having a fight with your spouse. There's a part of you that says, this is temporary. It's not worth the negativity. But you could also say... But there's something important here that has to be communicated. And so even if it's temporary, I'm still going to carry on. (laughs) You can still do this. I think the key is not to lose oneself in either the temporary nature of things or the seemingly permanent nature of things, but to wake up inside of the moment and realize that it's both. Mm -hmm. That it's changing within. That it's changing within. The Sill Podcast, Perspectives on Art and Technology, is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at connectingdotsmedia.com.